Recently, I was reading Tommy Baker's 1% Rule, How to uh, Fall in Love with the Process and Achieve Your Wildest Dreams. And Tommy's got a good podcast, Resist Average, you may want to check out also. But he's talking about people who become quote-unquote overnight successes and he said a lot of times man you you see these people who are suddenly overnight successes and they just seem to pop out of nowhere and they're considered uh, this person's an overnight success they're selling out arenas they're in blockbuster movies they have millions of fans but here's what you don't see what you don't see what you don't take into consideration is all the touring around the country in the beat up ass van cramming seven people into one hotel room fights with record labels and the management when you had to slow pay your rent so that you had enough enough gas to get to the next gig what you don't see is the times they got booed off stage playing to a crowd of three living out of their car sitting in a house with no lights borrowing your best friend's car because yours got repoed what you don't see is when they had when they were sitting there in the cold in the dark night on the sidewalk with their back against the wall questioning not only their life But also, is this even fucking worth doing it anymore? When is it ever going to pan out? That's what you don't see. The doubt, man. The fear. The uncertainty. The wanting to quit. What you don't see is the times they had a flat tire in the pouring rain and it's dark. No cell phone service. Hell, no cell phone because they they didn't have enough money to pay the fucking bill. And they don't even have a spare tire or tire tools. I mean, how much worse can things get? I'm only trying to get a come up. I'm only trying to make this thing happen. Why? It's what you don't see, man. All you see today is what people package as an overnight success. But they didn't just rise up one day and step into instant applause and adoration. No, dude, it was a fight. Because success isn't found in bullet points. It's not found in hacks and five tips. It's not found in one damn inspirational video. And it sure as shit ain't unearthed overnight. See, all these people that are selling all these books and all these seminars, they're they're, they're telling you all all these shortcuts, man. It's not shortcut. It's not. It's a bunch of fucking million cuts. Slices over time. It's becoming... Becoming, man, is like the iceberg. And what you don't see, all you see on the iceberg is just the tip, man. It's just, that's, uh, that's all you see. But what's, what's, what, what people don't realize on an iceberg, there's shit way underneath that water. It's way larger underneath. It's the unseen that you don't see. See, the tip of success, that's what everybody sees. But what they don't see is everything it took underneath. Layered deep, deep down there tell you something man truth is you really don't want to be an overnight success you don't if you could do it you don't want it because i mean hell we all desperately want that but truthfully you don't because if you suddenly had it all it fucking destroy you dude i was a hundred thousand dollars in debt credit card debt not only just not only house and and other i'm talking credit card debt i was a hundred thousand dollars and it was so bad at the time, and this was at the height of the recession, it was so bad that I was throwing newspapers at 1 o'clock in the morning. Here I was, I was a guy running the store. I was a check signer at the store. And, and I was so deep down in debt, I was sitting there throwing newspapers in the middle of the night. And then I had to go work all day. I was, I was hanging on by a thread. And that newspaper money that I got is seven days a week. 
You got to be there at like one thirty in the morning and you got to throw newspapers. No matter rain, sleet or snow, got to do it. That was my grocery money. I ain't have enough money. Everything else went to the credit card debt. Fucking crazy, isn't it? But finally, I fessed up to a friend of mine. And he looked at it and he said, you know what? I could write a check and pay all this off for you. And my heart wants to. Because my heart bleeds for you, man. And I have enough money that I could just go ahead and wipe this out. uh, Get you some relief. and And then we'll figure out how you can pay me back. And then he looked up and he said, you know, I could do that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I thought I thought I was out of jail real quick. And I slumped down in the chair. He said, no. He said, I can't do that. He said, because if I did, you'll never learn from this. You got to grow through it, man. And you got to grow through it. You got to feel the pain, Marsh, because this is the only way that you're going to learn. So what he did is he, I got in his truck. And he took me to a bankruptcy attorney, and within like 45 seconds, the bankruptcy attorney looked at it and said, yeah, you're done. You're cooked. Ain't no coming out of this. You need to declare bankruptcy as 1500 bucks, and I'll get you started. <laughs> I ain't have enough money for that. So he wrote the check for that, and that's all he wrote the check. And he said, now the pain begins. You're going to have some relief, but it's also going to be mixed with pain. The relief is is having that debt adjusted. The pain is is having to start all over and face the embarrassment and becoming a docket number and sitting in the courtroom with a bunch of other people who fucking failed to. And honestly, man, if he would have wrote the check, I would have buried myself in debt all over again. If not, so that way it would be double. If I owed him $100,000 and then I racked up another eighty dollars $100,000, now I'm $200,000. So he actually did me a favor. He did me a favor. And he let me become. I had to ratchet back up, man. I had to climb back up. I had to dust off. And I had to start becoming again. See, it's not what you get overnight. It's what you become over time. I mean, if you went from zero to millions... If, if you went from drowning in debt to becoming debt-free overnight, if you went from employee to CEO, you'd be swallowed alive. You'd be overwhelmed if it wouldn't kill you first. So yes, what you're going through right now is literally saving your life. It really is. Because success is found in notches, man. Success is, 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 is found in millimeters, man. It's in inches. Sometimes your success is found by getting knocked fucking three miles backwards and then having to learn to climb again, having to learn to push through the adversity, having to learn to push through the uncertainty and the doubt and wanting to quit and saying, okay, just one more day. During the recession, man, not only was I trying to... Not only was I learning the financial side of it where I was fucking wiped out or in the process of being wiped out, but the other side, man, I was learning through the recession that I just had to get through one more day, then one more month. Dude, we had no business, nothing, and we were distressed merchandise that, like I said earlier, the banks in a previous podcast, the banks weren't even wanting to loan money. I mean, it was... So I was learning (laughs) on both sides, financial, but also professionally too. And I had to learn just, just get through the day, just get through the week. Okay. Two more weeks left in the month. 
Just get through the month. Okay, new month. All right, just get through the day. And you just push off and you become a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So you're becoming in the making. And as you slog through your day, yes, it's slow. Yes, it's arduous, but it's necessary because what you're doing is is you're learning to build the endurance brick by brick. I get salespeople all the time, man. They want to come in and sell 30 cars a month right off the bat. I said, no, you don't. You don't. You truthfully don't. I know you'd like to, but you don't because you'd have no clue how to handle that many customers. No, no clue. Because not only do you have to take their phone calls eight days a week, uh, 26 hours a day, not only do you have to do that, you got to service them, and all of them have a crisis mode. I mean, when their vehicle's broken, you got to, they want it fixed right then and there. They don't want to hear that the service department is two weeks backed up. And then you got all these different personalities. So you don't want that. Then you got to make all these various arrangements. Sometimes you got to come in on your day off. Sometimes you had something planned, you got to cancel it because you got to go up there and help them out, even though it's your day off. See, that's the 30 that you sold to, but also take into consideration to net out 30, that means that you have to wait on 70 per month, 70 unique experiences, 70 follow-ups, 70 relooks, 70 ways of looking at different options, and that's 70 ways of looking at one option. What if you offer two or three? That's 210, and then you got to sell and service the 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 thirty from the from the previous month, bro. You got to take care of them. It's not like you sell them and forget them. As salespeople would love to do that, but a real salespeople, a real G, they got to keep. They got they got to service last month and the month before. And what about the fifteen from the month before that? And what about another five that bought six months ago? What about all these different people? See, that's just one month. Then you then you break them all up over years. You don't want that. You don't. You got to build your way into it. You got to become it. So you don't go in the weight room and go from benching 95 pounds to 430 pounds overnight. No. You had a little weight at a time, a dime at a time, a nickel at a time, five pounds, 10 pounds here and there. You got to strain. You got to push. You get one extra rep, then add a little more weight. That's what becoming is, man. The overnight success is the nickels and dimes, bro. It's a little bit at a time. It's the pennies. It's the hundreds of failures to reap a penny of results. That's what it's all about. I mean, dude, who the hell doesn't want to hit the lottery? We all want to hit the lottery. We all look up, look left, and sigh and be like, ooh, if I hit the $720 billion lottery, what would I do? (laughs) You kill yourself. Because if you did hit the lottery, you're so financially ignorant that not only would you blow through. I mean, how much shit can you really buy? I, I was listening to, um, uh, I think I think it was Mark Marin on a podcast the other day, and he said, you know, people people think of the success, and he said, you know, I always wanted the success, and so when I talk to people, and and they look at me in amazement and be like, man, if I had your kind of money, he said, well, what would you do with it? And then they say, well, I would go, I would take a trip here, I would buy this this big ass house, and I would buy this car, and he said, now what? That's the first thirty days. What happens after that? Ain't that the fucking truth? And he actually hit the success button. He hit it finally with a um, the subtle art of giving a fuck, I think is the name of the book. So he hit this massive success, and then he went through desperation, uh, um, depression. So he was depressed. Here was a guy who achieved his hopes and dreams, and he was depressed. He was depressed because he, he didn't have any anchors. He lost his becoming. See, he got there. 
and he he got there. It was the becoming. But see, that's the other side of it. What happens when you achieve the success? You got to have some new becomings. Life is a continuous series of becomings, man. So, I mean, if you did hit the <laughs> hit the lottery, man, if all of a sudden you, you had this massive wealth, dude, you'd be so financially ignorant, you would blow through it or you somebody would fucking rob you blind because they're managing your wealth. They're not managing your wealth, dude. They're stealing from you and you're so financially ignorant, you don't know what questions to ask nor what to look for. They're just pinching you blind. That's why you see all these athletes, man. You, they get to the end of their career, and they're in the headlines, I'm broke. And you're like, bro, no way. You made like $100 million a year, $80 million a year contract. How are you broke? Because you're ignorant, financially ignorant. You had no clue. You didn't know, so you just handed it over to a family member who the, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Or you handed it over to some uh, money advisor, and he robbed you blind. Terrible. He invested in his brother-in-law's car wash and shit like that. And you were like, okay. All you wanted to know is, is can I buy the car? Can I swipe the card? Can I use an American Express black card? That's all you cared about. And because you're financially ignorant, you're back to square one. You're back to your high school days. Broke as a joke. See, it's that becoming, man. It's better to become over time than overnight. See, when adversity strikes... And you're going to have adversity. So you need to become over time. Because when adversity strikes, what it'll do is, because you're going to be tested, you're going to be torn, you're going to be stretched. (laughs) When adversity strikes, if it took you years to build this, to become this, if it took you years, because you've been so battle tested over time, even if it's a new experience, even if it's a new circumstance you have, you've never seen this before, because you've become it over time and you're battle tested, you're more knowledgeable, you're not ignorant, you're cool, you know what to do, you're better equipped. And you learned, dude, if I can build the ball once, I can build it over and over again if it gets torn down forever. I had a guy recently, man, down the road. His house, he his house was on the news. Big ass house. It wasn't on the news because it was really nice. It was on the news because it burned to the fucking ground. It was a windy day, and uh, I think it was like a gas leak or something. And just a freak deal, man. He had a big ass house, and it burned completely to the ground, like gutted. By the time the fire department got there, my buddy's a uh, is a firefighter, and, and he worked it. He said, "Marsh, there was nothing we could do but contain it." He said it was it was a it was a shit show, man, and it just it it melted to the very uh, burned to the very ground. Everything, man, was destroyed. Everything, and so, you know, it was about a week, and then they cleared the pad, and all of a sudden, man, they started clearing all that out and started building again. And I saw the guy out there, man. I pulled up alongside of him. I said, "Hey, man, let me ask you this." I said, "Is it harder this time around?" He said, "No, it's actually easier, Marsh." He said, "It's easier because." I built it last time. I built it from the ground up. I planned it. I, I, I got in there and did a lot of the labor and did a lot of the work. I learned from that. I, I, I did a lot of the work myself. And I made some mistakes along the way. And I had some redos along the way. And then when I got to the end of it, when the house was done, I looked at some different areas. And once I started living in it, I wish I would have done some things different. So this time around, this time around, I'm, I'm better at it. I make fewer mistakes. I don't have a bunch of redos. And the finished product 
is exactly, I know exactly how it needs to look this time around. It's all about becoming. See, your end result is important. But it's that becoming that's so impactful in your life. It's better become better to become over time than overnight. I love you. Good luck today. I'll see you next time in the sales life.